Hello, you're listening to Gay's Gaze, in which we're gay, and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. My name is Erin, and I don't need another ruler, all of my friends are kings. And my name is Erin, and I made a fan droid out of your girlfriend. Uh, excuse, <laughs> excuse me? Yeah, you heard what I said. <laughs> One thing that I did notice right before we started recording is that there's actually two versions of Dirty Computer. There is um, uh, the one on Vimeo, and then there is the director's cut, which is like mm-hmm. 20 or or like 15 minutes longer. Um, I watched the shorter one. I also have only seen the shorter one. I've not seen okay, the one with Okay, thank God. Okay, thank God. No, the lyric I made a fan droid out of your girlfriend is from the song Django Jane. Oh, okay. I'm, I missed that. Yeah, I am so excited to talk about Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae. Um, mm-hmm. This is like, honestly, when I think about albums that just make me feel happy or like good, this is like on the top on the top of the list for me. And I know it's like also kind of like a sensitive topic, most of it as well. But there's still just like something that's so like uplifting about it that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah, I feel the same way. I don't know. It, it's good. It feels good. Were you into this when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. I I watched it when it came out and I really liked it. And I, I liked a lot of the songs. I like that. And a couple others are in like, are still in like my rotation playlist, basically. Yeah, me too. I sometimes I have a hard time with this album um, remembering what the titles of the songs are. And I was trying yeah. <laughs> to think of like what the songs are that get me like really, really hyped. Um, mm. But I will like always be like very excited to hear Crazy Classic Life or Juice. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, screwed as well. Excellent. Screwed for sure. Um, um, I yeah. take a bit. <laughs> Take a Bite is on my Steven Universe, Pearl, and Bismuth playlist, so I also <laughs> listen to that. Great. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And then, of course, um, Make Me Feel, I feel like, is probably, I don't want to say, like, the best song, because they're all just so good, but I definitely like the fucking, the single. I remember listening to yeah. that a lot when this came out. I'm, I'm excited to talk about that one a little bit later on, but would you be down yeah. to give a summary of Dirty Computer for the folks who haven't listened to or viewed it? Would I? <laughs> yeah, so this is available on Vimeo or Amazon. Or YouTube. Um, or YouTube. So you can give it a watch if you if you so please. I would say the only content one I could really think of is potentially conversion therapy, but it is, I, I would say it's presented in such a kind of like sci-fi and um, removed type of way that I don't. I don't even know if that really qualifies. What do you think? Yeah, I no, I think that it definitely qualifies. And the the only other thing that I can really think to add in is um, that there is quite a lot of vagina related imagery, um, which I remember at the time knowing people who felt like a little bit excluded or left out because of that, um, or feeling like that it was a little bit like bioessentialist, which is I think a fair take. Not necessarily a content warning, but just something to be aware of, I think, going in. Yeah, that's fair. Also, heads up uh, to people listening. And it's currently raining in New York. Um, so if you hear some tip, tip, tipping, uh, that is the water on my air conditioner. And I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, 
So Dirty Computer is an emotion picture featuring the music from Janelle Monae's third studio album of the same name. The film takes place in a dystopian future where all humans are referred to as computers. That That's what I thought. Anyway, watching this, I heard, I then saw some reviews that were like, oh, all the computers are actually androids. Um, yeah. So I think um, that might be up to interpretation. So are you familiar with Janelle Monae's former alter ego? Yes, Cindy. Cindy. I am. Yes. I, I'm not deeply familiar. Honestly, Dirty Computer is the only real Janelle Monet content that I am a big fan of. Not that I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of her other work. It's just that I haven't really explored sure. too deep into it. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I do know that like her whole shtick is like being an android. And so I think that it's a safe assumption that all of the characters that are featured are androids. I'm just not certain if this is a reality where everybody's an android or where they are outliers and being an androids. Yeah, I think it's up to interpretation. Yeah, um, there's a lot up to interpretation here. For sure, for sure. Anyway, people who act outside of social norms, express their individuality, or oppose the totalitarian rule of the government slash dystopian future are seen as dirty and uh, captured for reconditioning. So Jane57821 is played by Janelle Monet, and she is taken to one of these reconditioning facilities where she needs to be uh, quote-unquote cleaned. There we see her most recent memories um, being played back before they're deleted. Um, and these are the music videos. In these memories, there's also her lover, Zen. Uh, it turns out Zen is also at this facility, but she's already been cleaned. And so her memories are totally gone. And she's working there. And she believes her name to be Mary Apple 53. So throughout her cleaning, Jane is given this memory deleting gas called Nevermind. Uh, And once the cleaning is complete, she's instructed to walk into a room that's full of the gas, but she finds herself just physically unable to do so. So Zen ends up taking her arm and helping her into the room where Jane is then consumed by the gas. We then cut to a seemingly reconditioned Jane who is attending to a new computer who is about to be cleaned. This is, I, I, I believe his name's Che. Yeah, um, Che, okay. and it's uh, her other partner. She has, yeah, exactly. Like, two partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this is her other lover, uh, who's a guy. And so you think, oh no, she's going to recondition him. But then Zen breaks into the room with gas masks, and she throws one to both of them. And they all escape together, um, because it turns out that Zen and Jane work together to fill the facility with a sleeping gas. And so they're able to just like walk out safely. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. Yeah, I don't know if it's sleeping gas or if it's also I I just assumed that it was never mind. But she makes she has this quote where she says, I always used to say I'd never heard a fly, but I would put one to sleep. Yeah, um, it looks like never mind. But um, I didn't I wasn't sure if never mind like knocked you out. I don't know. I, I don't know. I it's a, no it's up to interpretation. Again, it's up to interpretation. This it's gas that puts Aaron. them to sleep that may or may not be never mind. <laughs> Yes. This was released uh, in April of uh, 2018, in case you missed it. Yeah. I still remember, like, exactly what I was doing when this dropped. I remember, like, being Mm. in my office at work and being, like, uh, I was preparing to go on this trip to San Francisco um, with a couple Mm, of uh, students that worked on our youth council. Yeah. And um, this dropped while I was at work. And one of my coworkers, like, burst into my office. And she was like, Aaron, the new Janelle Monae. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally we were just like all right i guess we have to stop working like we just like <laughs> sat in sat in my office and watched watched it for an hour instead of doing our job <laughs> it was fun and then um i traveled to san francisco that weekend and um watched it again with the students that um i was supervising and we had a great time we sat in our hotel room and we watched it and, i love that yeah it was very fun i don't want to be a bummer <laughs> But I can also remember the first time I watched this. Uh, I watched it with my then partner who recently passed away. I found out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of a weird experience watching this for me. <laughs> In that sense. Um, but I still really enjoyed it. I just disassociated a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When you watched uh, it or thinking back on it now? When I rewatched it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. I don't know. I guess maybe disassociating is the wrong take. I was just like, time to be extremely in the moment and experience this like I have not ever watched it before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I there was so much more I picked up on my rewatch. And there was also a lot that I learned just from like reading a little bit about the production, too. Um. Mm. I didn't take extensive notes, but I just, I feel like I learned a lot from reading about it. Mm. Like, okay, did you, first of all, did you know that uh, Prince was initially supposed to be involved in the production of this album? Yeah. Um, And he actually made the beat for Make Me Feel. Did you yeah, know that? I did. And um, played it at like a house party, I guess, like years before the song came out. And then he like went to Janelle and was like, here's this beat I made. Do you want to use it in the song? And she was like, yeah, of course. Oh, I didn't Um, know that's how they started collaborating. That's cool. No, I don't think that that was how they started. I think it was like, since they were already collaborating, he's like, here's this beat I have. Um, Oh, that's fun. But uh, yeah, I guess like the trajectory for like his involvement was that like they started writing this album together in 2016. And then um, Janelle Monae got cast in Moonlight. Mm-hmm. And then um, she got cast in Hidden Figures. Yeah. And so then that just delayed the production. And sadly, in that time, Prince passed away. And so they weren't able to finish the album. And so she finished it out herself um, with a bunch of other collaborators, including Pharrell Williams and Mm. um, Grimes. Grimes, fucking Grimes. <laughs> Grimes, uh, which we can talk about. Um, yeah. But I thought it was so cool to learn about Prince's involvement, particularly just because imagining the two of them working together just like kind of strikes a chord in me, like both of them being very like gender nonconforming artists yeah. with like, a similar vibe about them. I don't know. I it know. just makes sense. Oh, God. It makes so much sense. I really, I would have liked to see Prince in this too. I think that would have been really amazing. Yeah. Very I mean, poetic. I love it. I love it for what it is, though, t- to be clear. Yes, but absolutely. I just like, clear, oh, my goodness. I know. Because it is, um, like, two fucking absolute, like, gender non-conforming icons. Yes. As I said to you earlier today, it was it was just today that I learned that Janelle Monet is actually non-binary. Um, yeah, I didn't know that either. And came out in me. January of last year, uh, 2020, via Twitter. Um, tweeted something with the hashtag, I am non-binary. Then a bunch of people were like, is Janelle Monet non-binary? And then Janelle Monet responded with like, I tweeted that because it's in support of the non-binary community. And also, like, I tweeted this other thing about Steven Universe <laughs> because yeah. I related to it. <laughs> because... <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Which was um <laughs> I believe Garnet's quote about being a fusion, which is like you're an experience. <laughs> or I'm an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think that what she, Janamone, has said in response was that, like, she feels feminine, she feels masculine, and she feels like she's something else entirely, which I think is great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I do think it's a little bit, like, well, I don't know. how. What's what's your take on this? Like, do you, I mean, Janelle Monet like, identifying with androids a little bit? Like, do you think that would was potentially, like, an expression of her non-binariness before coming out, or? I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like that's not necessarily an uncommon experience, though. Or at least, like, if not a causal relationship, a correlational relationship for people who feel like they, like, don't cleanly fit uh, gender stereotypes or don't cleanly identify with being male or female. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's that uncommon of an experience to then, by proxy, feel a little bit less human because of that. Because that Mm -hmm. kind of is just how culture works if that makes sense in the u.s yeah (laughs) unfortunately i want to bring up this uh janelle monet experience uh where in in 2011 she said the quote i speak about androids because i think the android represents the new other you could compare it to being a lesbian or being a gay man or being a black woman What I want is for people who feel oppressed or feel like the other to connect with my music and feel like she represents who I am. Mm -hmm. Literally very cleanly stating, like, I want queer people and people of color to listen to my music and experience it as, like, something empowering, which I think she manages to achieve personally. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Definitely. Yeah, when I was in college, like, Type Rope was one of my favorite songs. I used to like listen to to get hype. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where um she's in the suit. She's oh she's in I mean she had her whole suit thing and still yeah. wears suits often. She yeah. um I was reading about that today too. I guess like she started wearing the tux because she used to work I, I don't want to say as a maid, but I'm fairly certain that I read that she worked as a maid. So she started wearing a tux as part of her uniform. And mm. um, from there, she said that she just felt like really connected with it and felt like it like expressed a part of her. And she just she was like, I, I if I could only wear tuxes forever, I would. Wow. I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just find that thing that you just want to wear. Right. Yeah. And for Janelle Monet, she really fucking loves a good tux. And I think that that's fine. Yeah. It's iconic. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, this is a total, total sidebar. Can I just say that? So I watched, when I rewatched Dirty Computer, I watched it on my lunch break at work. And being at work, I'm on a new computer. Being on my new Mm. work computer, I didn't want to um, sign into my YouTube account on my work computer. So, um, and also, uh, Dirty Computer is rated 18 and up. So I had to make Mm. a YouTube account in order to watch it. So this was the first video I watched on my brand new work YouTube account. So that that's great and that's fine. But what was very interesting were some of the ads that I received, having this as the very first video that I watched on YouTube. Um, I'm dying to know. So the first ad that I received was for prep. Um, Oh. Pre-exposure... Um, yeah. prophylaxis which is an HIV prevention medication um, most often recommended for like cis gay men to take so I thought that that was funny that I got a prep ad 
um, mm-hmm. is my first ad. And then my second ad was for the movie Happiest Season. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, wow. Kristen they got Stewart. you. They... <laughs> That's really good. Literally, they, they clocked me. And then here's the kicker. The third ad, John Deere Tractor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Again, they got you. Uh, how? <laughs> how they know? They could see that I was in Wisconsin, really, was oh, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, are you a lesbian in Wisconsin? Here, um, here's a movie here's, and a tractor. <laughs> yeah, here's your tractor ad. Um, anyway, that's my little <laughs> sidebar. It was funny. It was Actually, that's funny. I, I also get those prep ads pretty frequently. Oh, really? Um, yeah, though I usually get them on Spotify. Um, and then the other ad that I get, which drives me fucking nuts, is I get every single diaper commercial ever because I am a woman who is almost 30. And so it's it's time to pop out a baby. Here's fucking 20 diaper ads. Like, and they're all so gross. Don't like them. I feel like I've actually talked about that on the podcast before. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't want to brag, but I do have Spotify premium and YouTube premium. So I never yeah. see ads ever in my life. Normally I see about zero ads on my daily daily That's life, fair. which is great. It's a life I love to live. I, <laughs> my girlfriend was using my computer for something and she saw the ad block I was using and she was like, you live like this. And then she installed a better ad block on my computer. So now I don't <laughs> get YouTube ads, but it doesn't work on Spotify. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the songs? Yeah, do you have a favorite song? Um, I guess I I don't really have a favorite, but I really actually I really like Pink, regrettably. Yeah. No, I, how <laughs> I is really, that regrettable? Really like it. It's regrettable because Grimes wrote it. Um, oh, yeah. And That's here's fair. the thing. Okay, if you're not I I can't imagine that there are very many people left who don't know Grimes at this point. Um, She was skyrocketed (laughs) to fame because of her relationship with Elon Musk, um, Mm -hmm. notorious evil billionaire man. (laughs) Yeah. I think about that picture of them at the, like... At the airport? Is it at the airport where... (laughs) They're like outside. I, it's not. It, they're like outside of a private jet, and it's Elon Musk and like his a couple of his actual kids, and then there's Grimes, and she looks like his third child, and she's like posing, like doing a little peace sign next to him, and he's just like holding the three of them in his arms, like it looks so bad. Is that the one that you're thinking oh, of? No. no, I'm thinking about the more infamous one. I I believe they're at the Met Gala, and Grimes is in. They're both in like white outfits. And it it just looks like an old man with a teenager. <laughs> yeah. No. Hold on. I'm gonna send you this picture right this second of Grimes. Oh, please. Elon I'm so Musk excited to plane. be disgusted by this. You're gonna think it's so fucking funny and also terrible. Okay. It's one of his sons. It looks like literally that these are his two children. Oh no. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It doesn't help that she's so little that she's like she's five feet so tall. Little, yeah. Oh my god, she's wearing like a gingham outfit. Um, yeah, she's doing a peace sign or a devil horns, ram horns. I don't know. Oh yeah, like the rock on um, symbol. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, there are. 
people who are way more educated about Grimes and all of her missteps um, than I am, because the second that I heard that she had started dating Elon Musk, I completely like cut Grimes out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a big Grimes fan up until that point. Um, oh. Like had been listening to her music since like 2012, maybe um, mm, a really okay. long time was there for like at least two different album drops and um yeah just generally like I think that she's a very very good musician and so every once in a while I'll still hear like new music that she's made and I'll be like damn this song's really good who did this song and then I'll check and I realize (laughs) I got grimed and you got Um, grimed I got grimed Um, literally that's how it feels. Definitely on my like list of like shameful musical artists that I still kind of like to listen to every once in a while, but like so bad. Her whole thing is that like, she's always been very weird and she's always had very strange politics, but a large part of her politics has been being like anti-imperialist, um, (laughs) up until she started dating Elon Musk, at which point she did a complete Mm -hmm. 180. And so I think it just very, very much speaks to the flexibility of white feminism as well. Oh, yeah, um, totally. And being able to pick and choose what values you hold so long as they benefit you. Um, yep. Yeah. So totally, that's my grand totally, opinion. Totally. Yeah, that's and that's yeah, that's it. Anyway, she is. and Janelle Monet have not been. I like was looking to see if the two of them have had any interactions in recent years. And if you like Google like, all you can find about the two of them is that they collaborate. The most recent thing is that they collaborated on the song Pink. So mm-hmm. I don't think that Janelle Monet has, like, any ties to Grimes these days. However, Janelle Monet did write a song for Grimes's album as well in 2016. So this was also, yeah. like, a little bit of an exchange for the two of them. Which I listened to that song, uh, Venus Fly, and I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. It's good. Have you listened to that Grimes album, Art Angels? No, no, I just listened to that song. That album, I hate to say it, but it's so fucking good. That was like her first <laughs> attempt at like doing like a stu- like like a studio album that would be like uh-huh. pop successful cuz all of her other music is very out there. Yeah, oh no. Every once in a while there. I'm like, "Damn, I hope you're safe, Grimes." <laughs> yeah. What's the baby's but name? Also, like, is it, it's is it Archangel? Huh? What the fuck is his name? What's the ba- what's their baby's name? Oh, it was like AX AX seventeen or something. I don't remember how they were gonna pronounce it. Uh, I don't yeah. remember. Steven. Wait, really? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Okay, actually I guess that the the name is actually pronounced X A I. Psy? No, no. It, there are spaces in between those so I'm assuming that you're supposed to just say each letter. X-A-I. But yeah. Damn. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. If if you know how to pronounce uh Grimes', Grimes baby's, baby's name, please email us at Aaron at I... Or you can tweet at us at Aaron at Gaze Gaze on Twitter. Um if you are Grimes, please tweet at us. If you're Grimes, <laughs> please don't tweet at us. I swear to fucking oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, so this is no Grime Zone. I, I have to block Grimes on the Gaze Gaze Twitter oh, account. Please, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll block Grimes. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I'll go. I'll open my phone right this second. I'll like. I'm doing it right oh. now. <laughs> I'm oh going God! To All right. 
<laughs> no, no, no. In the okay, so I googled how do you pronounce Grimes's baby's name. In the related questions on Google, under the Grimes's baby's name, it is what is Elon Musk's IQ? No, his IQ is fucking. Can his I IQ read is you? Bullshit. Can I read <laughs> you Grimes's most recent tweet before I block oh, her? Oh please. My 10th month old baby just turned on my teenage engineering keyboard, built a unique patch and made a loop and then smiled at me. WTF? Wait, what the fuck? That's not real. <laughs> That's not real. Grimes, you're like, Grimes is like one of those like Tumblr girls, which he, yeah. here's the thing. I learned about Grimes on Tumblr because Grimes mm. had a personal Tumblr where she was like oh. tweeting out like Madoka fan art. Whoa. <laughs> and that was how would. I found her and how I started listening to her music way back in like, like when Madoka was airing, like in like 2011 or so. Yeah, geez. Isn't that wild? Like Madoka brought me and Grimes together that is incredible lesbians lesbians anyway i just blocked grimes cool yay i feel completely blindsided by that fucking grimes tweet i (laughs) i love it my baby just turned on the keyboard and made a loop what the fuck my 11 month year old baby just turned to me and said god is dead I can't believe that actually happened to me. Um, um I, I I'm assuming that must be satirical from her, right? I don't know. I don't have know. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen the video where she talks about this is not the Grimes podcast, but we have to talk I about it now. Yeah. Um have you ever seen the video where she talks about like things she likes to eat? There's like a it's like a Vanity Fair video where they like interviewed her about her diet. Oh, no. God, what does she say? She's like, I, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I eat one of these cubes that has caffeine <laughs> in it. It's just oh, like wait. a little cube. And you this eat sounds it. a little bit familiar. And now. then um, some of the things that she talks about is that she eats what she calls, I think, just like butter toast, which is where you take an entire stick of butter and then put a <gasps> piece of bread on in a saucepan and cook it until all of the butter the whole stick is like absorbed into the bread and then you eat the butter bread she confessed that at one point she only ate spaghetti for so long that she had to go to the doctor because she had a nutritional deficiency and finally she wrapped up by saying that she was very into matcha right now (laughs) oh jesus christ oh Um, no yeah it's just a little bit funny. Um, everybody has their dietary quirks, and that's okay and fine. But it is a little bit silly to hear her talking about eating caffeinated cubes, and the butter toast is a little <laughs> bit much, personally. I wonder what that tastes like. What kind of toast was it? Did she I, say? I don't know. I don't know. We could go back it's and watch like the video. It's just like a piece of white bread. It can't I'm be. I'm pretty it has sure. To be fancy, yeah. Right. No, just white. Just bread. Just, oh, oh. You Come over, I'll make you better toast. Struggle. So I, I actually have these things that I keep by the bed called go cubes that are like caffeinated cubes. And I usually <laughs> just like eat one of those and then go back to sleep. And then slowly the caffeine oh. enters my system and then I like wake up. And normally I just oh. don't eat all day and then eat one giant meal at dinner. But right now I'm like pregnant, so I obviously don't have that luxury. So I lately I've been waking up and I make this thing called butter toast which is where I melt, like, a stick of butter <laughs> um, on a plate, and then I, like, put toast in and then turn the toast over, and, like, so the toast is completely saturated in butter, um, and then I put a little bit of jam on it, 
and eat that. Oh. But it's, it's actually wow. incredible. Like the, this butter uh, technique is, um, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's incredible. Literally, she just calls it. It's called butter toast. It's I take butter, butter and I like a of butter. And uh, the technique is really. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would just like to highlight that she's wearing like a Renaissance dress in this out oh. in this video. And of she if is. you'll check your text messages, you can see how she has styled her hair as well. Oh no! I can only describe this as like. The Princess Leia buns, but if they were like two uh, braided donuts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Instead of cinnamon rolls. I'm, so we've talked a- for 20 minutes about Grimes. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. The, the thing is, is that you can never stop talking about Grimes. Um, I feel like I Grimes is also this. queer. Yeah. Does Grimes like women? I think that Grimes likes women. And I think that Grimes also is like, very gender non-conforming as well. There's that one picture that people post of um, Grimes and Elon Musk, and they're like, this is what all couples on dating sites look like when they're looking for a third. <laughs> yeah, she's she's stated that she's dated women. Oh, so good for her. Grimes has dated women. I like women. Yeah. Um, which, let's, let's talk about Pink. Yeah, shit. So, <laughs> the... So the song Pink by Janelle Monae and Grimes is a really good song, very much like the soft and sweet and like warm song on this album. Not that the others aren't warm, but this is the one that like stands out to me. The video is particularly iconic because Janelle Monae wears these um, pants that are shaped like a vagina. I don't know how to describe it. You simply must observe Um, and at one point Zen, her lover, Tessa Thompson, it like, they're like doing a little dance where she's like sticking her head between Janelle Monae's vagina legs. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was just a little bit funny. And it's very much a song about like womanhood. And a, a lot of the lyrics are just like, the inside of us is all pink, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's a sweet song. It's cute. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, everybody's insides are pink. Yeah. At at the time that this dropped, I feel like this was the song that, like, in my social circles, I was hearing the most critique about. And not negative critique, just critique. Sure, sure. You know, not, like, yeah. a constructive criticism, we could say. Um, yeah. In particular about the use of, like, vagina-related imagery specifically to talk about women. Jenna Monet here is not saying that anything that like this is something that's exclusive to women I don't think no um, no I don't in fact in re-watching it there was like a lot less of that than I remembered and um the other critique that I heard was um specifically about like Jenna Monet as a black woman writing a song about vaginas being pink when many black women don't have pink vaginas Hmm. and i also a fair critique i suppose again all of the lyrics go back to her saying like the inside of your eyelids are pink the inside of your guts are pink the inside of your mouth is pink yeah (laughs) right yeah and also using like the lyric uh boys can have the blue right because we got the pink boy it's cool if you got blue because we got the pink oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's what is the loud sound that's happening on your end? Road construction that is happening directly outside of my window. 
yeah the the use of vagina related imagery and like i think of specifically like the quote-unquote like pink pussy hats which were like pink hats with cat ears um was very topical around that time because that was right when when trump was inaugurated yeah so that uh, was 2016 so that up, was two yeah. years before yeah well i'm i'm even i feel like it was even more relevant too in in 2017 like when he was actually like in office yeah. <laughs> um yeah. after yeah so yeah i feel yeah people were there's a lot of vagina imagery around because of the the trump quote that is true I'm sure everybody's um, familiar with and she even references that in the song, I'm pretty sure. Uh, in the video, yeah, anyway. there Somebody is wearing a pair of underwear that um, that says, um, yes. I grab back. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No worries. I love her little striped polo in that video. Yeah. Maybe it, rewatching it, I was like, damn, I want a little striped polo. Yeah. I. <laughs> there's also, um, oh, God, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but they're at this, like, um, almost abandoned place and uh on there's some graffiti on the walls that says uh girls eat free and never leave (laughs) 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 which is kind of ominous yeah in dirty computer the emotion picture um Mm. after pink plays there's the scene that uh, i had completely forgotten about where um they're like in the sand dunes um Mm -hmm. janelle and tessa uh, Jane and Zen, sorry, mm-hmm. um, and they're like sitting on like a little picnic blanket together as um, like uh, Jane confesses her love for Zen, and then they kiss. It's a very tender yeah. moment. I completely it's forgot so about it. Tender. I absolutely love it. It's so good. It's really, it's really, really good. good. Yeah, I kind of um, I wish that that was a there was like an extended version of Pink where that was included. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I I wish that, yeah, that should have been on the album, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Make Me Feel, actually? Yes, please. So this is the one that Prince did the beat for. Um, the song, so good. Visual, so good. The, like, basic memory that it goes into is uh, that uh, Jane and Zen are on a date at the club. And mm-hmm. that's, this is where I think that where they meet Shay for the first time. And the, <laughs> where they is like it? bring him into there, I'm I'm fairly certain that that's the memory. I could be wrong, but this is like where you see her like she goes to the club with Zen, and then they meet him there at the very least. And I thought um, Shay was in like the first memory. Yeah, but I think that they're going in reverse order. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I, see. I think that the okay. first memory is the most recent, and then they circle back to the oh. Like, like, they go all the way back to, like, the old That makes movies. sense. I never even um, thought about that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting because, um, like, you get the shot of her, like, kissing Zen, and then, like, she backs off and walks away, and then she walks up to Shay and kisses him, too, and the entire scene is shot with the bisexual lighting. It's, like, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> like the purple-blue-pink lighting. Um, absolutely a bisexual Very anthem. transparent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think about the, like... Where she's just like literally in between the two of them, and she's like being drawn to one, and like will kiss one, and then like like be literally pulled backwards like into the other one, and then kiss them. Yes, yes, yeah. so good, so good. Yeah, the bi rep, the lady loving lady rep, the poly rep, 
the yeah. non-binary rep. There's so much shit going on here. Um, anybody could feel seen by Chanel Monet, I feel like. It's, yeah, truly. Which is her intention. So uh, clearly, clearly sick. stated. Yeah. yeah. And my favorite song when I watched this originally, and I, I think almost maybe even now, um, is I Like That. That song's so good. I didn't so like good. it when I first saw it, but it grew on me very quickly. I don't even know what to say about it. I just like, it's like a another song that, like uh, Tightrope, which I used to listen to of Chanel Monet's, like, like I, that used to like make me feel like very hype. And um, I like that made me feel, makes me feel hype in the same way of just like, of just like very much like feeling myself of like, oh, it doesn't, I like that. Like, I don't yeah. fucking care what you think. <laughs> yeah. I love her little monologue in the middle about yeah. um, talking about like the people who made fun of her when she was in school. Um, yeah. I think that when, when I first saw Dirty Computer, my favorite song was Django Jane. And I still kind of stand by that. I still think that that yeah, song that's is fair. so well composed. And also she looks hot as hell in that music it's video. True. It's because she's wearing the tux. Oh, um, so true. She looks so good in a suit. No wonder she kept wearing it for so long. Right. The costumes in this are just incredible. Literally every single costume. And it's interesting, too, how some of the, like, world building is. Like, in the first music video, which is for Crazy Classic Life, uh, by Mm -hmm. the way, um, she and Zen are, like, in these punk rock outfits. Yes. Um, Oh, God. And not only that, but the people around them are in a wide variety of styles from, like, very avant-garde street fashion to, like, 70s throwback yeah. So it's just very interesting to see like all of the other people that she's dancing with as her backup dancers. Totally. Like somebody's literally dressed like David Bowie. Literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in I was looking at the IMDB just very quickly, and that person is just credited as David Bowie. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's fine. I know, I think so too. Yeah, I loved her outfit in Crazy Classic Life. And I kind of um I think I kind of forgot how good Crazy Classic Life is until I rewatched this. That song's so good. Here's the thing is that there's really not like a bad song on the album. I'll be honest and say that the last song was one that I never really connected with, which um, I believe is American Life, American Pie. Can you remember? (laughs) Yes, Americans. Americans is maybe the one song that I didn't really connect with. um, Yeah, which it is also not aged well <laughs> in wait in what ways the spoken bridge is like like talks about like this is not my america i feel like the sentiment now is more like i don't know all the racism and hate and stuff that is kind of actually america yeah uh, which is a very pessimistic attitude but um, yeah you know i don't i don't i don't know i don't know is it is it pessimistic or is it realistic i feel like being it's realistic is <laughs> I think that saying like this here. Okay, so here's the thing. Janelle Monet has a lot of Americana featured in this album, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In, uh, I think it's in Crazy Classic Life. She uh, repeatedly has the lyrics like, I am not the American nightmare. I am the American dream. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that, like, she has a very optimistic and positive view of, like, the future of America, which I think many people were cleaving very hard to in the early stages of Trump's presidency. But as Mm -hmm. things went on, especially as the pandemic has hit, like, 
the general consensus among the American populace is very different. Um, and the <laughs> outlook for the future of America is getting to a point where it feels very hopeless, I think. That's true. Yeah. Feeling that. This is not American politics, the podcast, however. Nope. Um, <laughs> Certainly yeah. is not. I guess another pretty, I guess, political quote unquote song would be um, Screwed. Yes. It's just. Yep. Which I, I also think is, pre- is pretty. Um, is a pretty positive outlook of like, hey, we we might be screwed, but like you fuck it up now, and we'll like we'll we can still fix it. Yeah, very much a uh, taking the concept of being screwed and being like, hey, it's fun to get Yay, screwed, yeah. like having <laughs> sex. Woo! <Yeah. laughs> Honestly, the <laughs> yeah, the the lines in it, um, everything is sex except sex, which, which is, is power. power. I I think about that all the time, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And it isn't the the next lyric, and you know power is just sex, so ask yourself who's screwing you. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is sex except sex, which is power. Yeah. And power is just sex. You know power, it's just sex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. There's something about Janelle Monae where she could, like, say anything, and I'm like, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to listen to her talk. One one more thing that I want to mention about Dirty Computer that um is a scene that I enjoy that is like tropey but I thought is sweet. Um, mm-hmm. there's a scene where you get a flashback of the three of them, um, Che Zen and uh Jane on the beach, like out on a date on the beach. And yeah. um, while they're there, Zen gives Jane this tattoo on her wrist of yeah. what is what is referenced multiple times throughout the album as being Jim Crow Jesus. Uh. Um, were were you familiar with that piece of it? No, I did not. I just I obviously the you see the tattoo a lot, and it's very obviously mm-hmm. a, it has the Jesus iconography. But I didn't know that it was specifically that. Yes, Jim Crow Jesus. Um, yeah, which I believe is um, the lyrics are taken from the Americans mm-hmm. or just yes. Americans. And um, they mention it when she's uh, getting her like first doses of Nevermind as well. Yeah, it's like this thing that they have to recite. Yes. And so Zen gives her this stick and poke on her wrists of Jim Crow Jesus. And um, later on when... Um, Zen has had her memories wiped. Um, mm-hmm. Jane shows her the tattoo, and the second that Zen touches it, her memories come back. And I think yeah. that it's like a very like sweet, and that's another very sweet and tender moment in this. I totally agree. Yeah, I really like um, that kind of through line of Jane like getting her memories erased while Zen slowly come back. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. It's interesting that like. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is meant to be read into or not, but that, like, in this reconditioning facility, I'm sure that they knew that Jane would have a connection to Zen and that Zen would be assigned to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then that you see that ref- reflected as well when Jane is then assigned to Che when he's mm-hmm. in the facility. And uh, obviously this world, like, we're not really given the rules of this facility or whatever, but it it's kind of, I think, interesting that maybe, like, you somebody you know is assigned to you to like kind of put you at ease potentially or yeah or something yeah yeah 
we didn't really touch too much on the conversion therapy aspects of yeah. this as well. But it's very obvious that that is the intent here. Yeah. Like, in the intro, it's talked about how, like, okay, like, if you're dirty, it's because, like, you know, you, you're too much of an individual or you, like, you go against, like, social norms. But I think it's more implied that, like, it is specifically the homosexual relationship that Jane is in that that yeah. like really gets her like yeah. marked as dirty. Yes. Yeah. And the thing that comes along with this too that is like literally critical to remember when we're interpreting this is that this mm-hmm. album was Chanel Monet's coming out. Yeah. Um, Janelle Monet up until this point has always said like um I'll I'll speak about my sexuality when I'm ready to. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and like has been like I'm not going to tell you like mm. anything about it. Um yeah. and then this dropped and I mean it shows her character, yes, but her mm-hmm. like falling in right. love with a woman, falling in love with a man, like you get yeah. to see it on screen and this was like her f- first for the first time being like very fully transparent about it with everybody. You know. Totally. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, too, that it was, um, like, her first album where she dropped, like, the Cindy um, persona, too. Yes, uh, but interesting yeah. that the Android through line does continue. Yeah. I, I think that that's always going to be a component of her work, or at least I kind of hope it is, because, as I said, like, I'll listen to anything she says. Yeah, totally, <laughs> I read totally. an interview where she said that she believed that time travel was real and that people could do it. And I was like, damn, Janelle Monáe, you're so fucking right. Yeah, fuck you. Oh, my people God. can do it. <laughs> I, man, a, a, woman, a woman can tell me anything. Any, yeah. <laughs> or, you know... I guess actually a lot of a lot of people can tell me anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I think you're hot, you can tell me something. I'll be like, oh my god, really? Erin, <laughs> what else do you have? I don't have much. I really wish that this construction wasn't going outside outside my window. Yeah, I, um, I wish that too. Uh oh, I ooh, here's here's an idea. Here's a pitch. In our last episode, we were talking about Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok and the Marvel series and uh, how she should have a girlfriend. But Valkyrie is played by Tessa Thompson, who is she is. In, yeah, who is in Dirty Computer. And uh, hey, Marvel, uh, Disney, here's an idea. How about Janelle Monet in the newest Marvel movie as Valkyrie's girlfriend? Great how about that? call. I think that sounds solid. Janelle Monet can yeah. act. She's good at yeah. it. I, I think about her role in Moonlight a lot, actually, Me too. when I think about her. Yeah. She did a great job. She she really did. Mm-hmm. It, being tasked with playing like as a supportive like adult figure for a child, mm-hmm. she pulls it off very easily. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And um Hidden Figures, that was a Disney production, right? I don't know. I've, I've actually, actually never seen got Hidden it. Figures. I haven't seen Hidden Figures either. And also saying something is a Disney production means literally nothing now because there's such a monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck um yeah i think i think that's about it okay do you have anything else no i I don't i i'm sorry that this became grimes the podcast i'm still getting settled in with my move and just didn't have that much time to do a deep dive into this one i'm both excited and scared for our next episode though right fuck what is it are you sure you want to (laughs) know 
<laughs> what is it again? Why do? Why am I? Why am I always asking? I'm talking. I don't know to... why. Why you're always asking? But I feel like you are going to both love and hate to to learn that our next episode is going to be a, about homesick. Oh God! Wait, is our our next episode? It's really going to be the thirteenth. Wow. Yeah, the 14th of Shit. April, yep. Wow, the, the time is flying by. I know. Incredible. Um, yeah. I'm interested. I'm ready to read some fan fiction. I'd, after taking a long break from reading any fan fiction, I've recently read some fan fiction again and um, enjoyed it. So I'm ready to just read some Homestuck fan fiction. That's great. So if you have any, I will, I will, I'm, this is fucking serious. Send me your favorite Homestuck fan fiction on, on Twitter or uh, via our email at Aaron at CaseCase.com. I, I will fucking read that fan fiction. And if it's good, I'll mention it. <laughs> uh, specifically related to the podcast, like women who like women or non-binary trolls who like women. I don't no know, Dave Cat. No Dave Cat. <laughs> Keep um, it away. I don't, think, I, I don't think that anybody's non-binary in the Homestuck like okay canon but a lot of the like post homestuck shit people are non-binary and um there are um some very strange things that happen in the epilogue preemptively i fucking hate Aridin, and i will not read a fan fiction if Aridin is in it <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I don't okay. fucking care <laughs> i also I, I also hate Aridin. um oh cool controversial opinion i know some people is who it? really love Aridin, so i'm sorry if no. you're one of them i if, yeah I, if, I hate Aridin if your name well. is Aaron, you fucking and, hate and Aridin. i'm an aquarius too so uh, i feel yeah. extra jilted um Me too. i mean <laughs> i oddly <laughs> enough uh, okay, we'll be talking about this in our next episode. Mm. But before mm-hmm. before we stop talking about this, I need to know who sure. your favorite troll is. Um, I mean, by default, my favorite is the Pisces one, Feffery. Feffery, yeah, that's my favorite. See, Kanaya is my favorite. She's Rose's okay. wife. Oh yeah, I also like her. Um, and I also like the Ram one. The Ram one. Oh, Aradia or Aradia. Yeah, she's wow. good. Um, I I recognize how bad he is. I also want to acknowledge that I've never read Homesuck to completion. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it by the time. Are you, are you going to say fucking Gamzee? Um, I love Gamzee. Yeah, I really do. Um, yeah, I he's so bad. He's just Hisoka. He he's is. just troll Hisoka. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, he fucking yeah. sucks. I'm thinking about. Oh my god! Oh god! Now I'm thinking about um four chords. <laughs> I oh can't god. sleep unless I'm holding a motherfucker. motherfucker. Ah. Oh okay, god, I'm, ready. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can't believe I that we've you. talked about if everything except for dirty computer. <laughs> if you, I, I'm so sorry, Janelle Monae. I'm sorry. I love I'm your so work. Sorry, I don't have anything Janelle. to say about it because we I love fucking you. Love it. Love I think that you should go listen to Dirty Computer if you haven't. Um. Or go re-listen to it. It's still fucking mm-hmm. good. Rewatch. Um, yeah, and rewatch it too. I I need you. This is a call to action. I need you to tell me your favorite homesuck memories from the homesuck fandom, and uh, do not cite the Sharpie bathtub girl because we know. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to know your other favorite homesuck moments, and I want to know your favorite uh, homesuck memes, and yeah, just send them our way. Um, at erinatgazegaze.com yeah. or via Twitter through DMs or replies or wherever you see fit. Yeah. Uh, um, do you want to read the intro? <laughs> sure. Wow. And I have the perfect thing to send people. If you send us something about Homestuck, I am going to send you something and you 
will need to be ready to receive it. <laughs> Our mystery attachment thing, it still applies. Get a mystery attachment if you email us at Aaron at And it will be Homestuck related if you send us something Homestuck related. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you can follow us on Twitter at GazeGaze, where you can tweet at us and um, send us your Homestuck favorite memories like we just asked you to. Uh, and also, if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. We would really appreciate that. You can also email us at Aaron at gaysdays.com, like we've been talking about. Please send us your thoughts, ideas, and recommendations. Many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com. And you can also stream it on Spotify. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing Homestuck. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm not ready. I will never be ready. I was I was such a big Homestuck fan in uh, 20, from 2011 to 2013. And then something happened that prompted me to stop reading Homestuck forever. Wow. And then I never yeah. finished it or learned how it ended. So we can talk I'm ready. about that. Yeah. One of our first hangouts was going to a Homestuck meetup. Yeah, I know. That's so wild. That's there so was that, wild. And then there was Red Bean Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also Red really Bean good. Day? That of was course like, I we bonded. Aaron and yeah. I bonded over having the same name and also over loving red bean treats. And so we decided mm-hmm. that we were going to go to every Asian grocery uh, mm-hmm. in the town that you were living in at the time mm-hmm. and go buy one red bean treat from each Asian grocery store. And we did it. Yeah. We fucking we did, did it. it. And we had a great time and we ate so it many treats. It was so fun. That was, was a great so day. Red bean day was so oh, good. Oh, maybe I'll, I would do maybe that I'll again. get myself. Yeah, I'm going to get myself some red bean treats for the podcast next time. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so much fun. I I should do that too. Shit. I'm going oh, to meet yeah, this weekend with Jude. Oh, fuck. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you're going to do that. I wish I was going with you. I wish you were too. You should fly here. Okay. Anyways, I'm Erin. And I'm Erin. Whoa, and, and we're gay. We're gay. <laughs> yeah, and we love red beans. <laughs> and we love red beans. We, we fucking love That's red all. beans. And Bye. I hope you have a great day. Oh, me too. Goodbye. If you